Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with my good, good pals, Dave Damashek, Charlotte Wilder. And they're not just my good, good pals. They're good, good pals to many, many out there who took advantage of our third winning Extra Points for Extra Pay parlay. God bless us all. FanDuel paid out plus 470. Pretty good, guys. We never even had a worry. We really didn't break a sweat. Dave, your Steelers, you went right with it. You like my favorite teams of Steelers. I like the Steelers. You announced they were going to win by three points. That scared me because that's where the spread was almost exactly around that. But FanDuel shaved the point off. Didn't really matter. They came out and clobbered the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, that was great. And we'll jump in on that. And uh, uh, just a a positively splendid um, Sunday of pro football action for the most part. But it was a splendid Sunday night. Dodgers getting the the big rally. It was uh, somehow this uh, massive spending juggernaut Dodgers somehow felt like an underdog. That was fun to flip back and forth. Um, Los Angeles sports cavalcade. The Rams let us down. Sal did not. He predicted it. You're on. Listen, I know you're, it's not your way, Sal. You're a modest (laughs) man. And Charlotte, shout out to you. You nailed uh, that one pretty good um, down there in Charlotte. The Steelers came through. But the, the pick again, this thing with you, I can't figure it out. Are you in line with these 21st century anti-heroes that have populated Sunday night television? You're just yes. another in a long line of Don Draper and Tony Soprano and <laughs> and Walter White. You are this anti-hero right. who keeps going, who's zigging against society zag. Or are you a return to sweeter days to more wholesome days where we get behind the underdog and 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 now we're going to shake off the cynicism of the last 20 years and we're going to return to a sweeter thing because he's definitely not that well i I suppose not but (laughs) it is but this streak you're on on sunday night bears watching here because i feel like you keep taking underdogs on sunday night football and they keep hitting for you either way Kudos Thank and you. thanks because because uh, you're putting money in our pockets. But yes, well, it was just one of three wins for us. But yes, you're right. I did have the Vikings money uh, with the points last week against Seattle. Who did I have the week before? That seemed crazy. You had uh, you had the Eagles playing the Niners. Eagles. Whoever to the beat underdog the is, that's the winner for you. Thank it's God weird. you didn't have the Vikings yesterday. <laughs> I know. My God, they didn't show up. But yes, I uh, took San Francisco. It was a bigger game for them. They played, and I, you know, I, I talked about this. I. Goff, Cousins, we can branch off into all the games, which was eventually. You can't trust these guys. You can't trust Goff or Cousins. You can't write them off, and you can't say they're back to being very good again. Those two in particular. Uh, Charlotte, let's give you a little more love here with your pick. You had Mm -hmm. the Bears over the Panthers in a week where everyone declared Teddy Bridgewater in the MVP conversation in a week where everyone said, that eh, doesn't really matter that Christian McCaffrey isn't there. They have a perfectly suitable backup in Mike Davis bears went out there and they performed their hocus pocus and they won nothing really spectacular, right? They didn't have a running back over 70 yards and have a receiver over 70 yards. Foles did. Okay. You know, one touchdown, one interception, I think hovered around 200 yards, pulled off the win. Beautiful. 23, 16. 
Yeah, I mean, I was sort of surprised after I chose the Bears, I saw everything online and on social media, people being like, I think the Panthers are going to do it. You know, Teddy's been looking great. This is his game. It's all coming together. And I was like, uh, hope that's not the case, because I, I never feel worse than when I predict a game that people like people have money on this. Like we make a point of saying, please yeah. put your money. Please trust us. And my nightmare is that's why I get so upset when I pick a wrong when I when my pick is wrong because I'm like these are <laughs> this is for you guys this is for the people right um and then the Bears I mean the game wasn't anything special as you said I wasn't even particularly interested watching it I was just like oh God please hold this lead please hold this lead and uh, and they did and then you came through on on Sunday night and we all we all did it we yeah. we are the champions my friends Dave <laughs> we really are and Dave's pick was uh, spectacular. You really didn't have to worry about it. They beat up Baker. We might as well talk about it now. You That was a thorough ass kicking. You had to be happy with that. Um, they were never going to sneak up on you. Baker, I, I, I joked about it. Jim Nance said, and Baker slow to get up about 37,000 times. Um, maybe he shouldn't even been playing. Eventually, Case Keenum came in that game. Good job by the Steelers, who look like they're going to give the Ravens, if they didn't look before, they look like, they're going to give him a run for that uh, AFC North crown. Well, the pass rush is uh, is obviously overwhelming. The thing that now is going to have to be an adjustment specifically for the Steelers is they lost a key figure for, yeah, for them. You know, I always tell people, people on the banks of the Three Rivers, they destroyed the fraudulent, at least to now, Cleveland Browns who have played um, the two division foes who they wish to join atop this AFC North alleged rivalry, three-way rivalry thing. Um, obviously, they're not ready for primetime, the Browns yet. The Ravens and Steelers have now both housed them um, this season. But injuries happen to every NFL team. There is no question that you're going to have injuries. But people in Pittsburgh are very concerned because Devin Bush the second-year guy who they traded up to get, the lightning-fast uh, linebacker, is now out for the year with the torn knee, and mm. now the season is over. The sky is falling, for, uh, according to a lot of people in Pittsburgh, and with good reason. I have something called the Jenga theory that I've perpetuated. Mm. Every team is going to have injuries, but if you take out the wrong piece, like in a game of Jenga, the whole thing can implode on you. That is potentially in play here for the Steelers, although. I think now the thing shifts back away from dominant defense, which we saw on Sunday from Pittsburgh. Now they still have a first ballot Hall of Famer, a QB, and what appears to be just a gaggle of uh, of weaponry <laughs> surrounding him. I think they now shift to being a offensive team to some degree. They really still are a really balanced team. And to your point, I think a scary third leg of this AFC um, thing, and we'll see what the Bills do tonight, but are there three teams in the AFC better than anybody in the NFC? It's interesting. I don't know. I'm not ready to. I know people are saying that. I know the Packers looked terrible yesterday. We'll get that in a second. I don't know that the Chiefs are way better than the Packers right now. They've had two clunkers of the game. They do have that win over the Ravens uh, for sure in their holster. But, um, well, we'll talk about – I want to talk about Tampa in a second. Just to review – our extra points for extra pay parley paid plus 470. We've hit three of these now. So we're right about plus 15 units and we lost three units. We're around 11 or 12 units ahead. This is a inside baseball talk or football as it may be. But 
we're pretty freaking good at this. People might start wanting to listen to us for whatever reason. We're able to put together three winners every uh, other week or so. And it has definitely uh, benefited. I don't, we're trying to find out how much it we've actually cost. Hold on. Let me see if I have that. I, well, I asked don't somebody. don't jinx us, Sal. It's like you're trying to make <laughs> us screw this up. What's weird is we have the rest of the season in hand, basically. We could kind of lose every week and still be ahead. Hmm. Um I don't know, or around around even. Uh, we're going to find out. We'll have for Wednesday, or uh, we'll have the results of how much we cost Fandle. I don't know. That's that's was always I, was fun I, I for was me. worried that I had violated um, some rule that you had, some jinx rule. I was texting you. I texted you a couple few times over the course of the Sunday night game, and you didn't bit. respond, and I thought... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, one, is he on with uh, with Sporty Simmons? No, no. <laughs> oh, I don't know what's happening with Cam. Um, or were you? was this like, hey, you're jumping the gun here, Dave, and you don't text me congratulations on the win when it is still in some, yeah. when there's it was some that, doubt to it. There was that. Was so it? I think they went up, they went up like 21-9, and I think even me reprimanding you adds further weight to the, what you're not supposed to do there. So I, I didn't even say anything. I just got weird. I don't know. You, we st I still have Jimmy G as a quarterback. They still show him leaning back on that ankle. Everybody, oh, look at his ankle. Look at his ankle this week compared to last week. I'm like, he could be good for two pick sixes. I and thought then that I'm, was weird. I'm in trouble. Can we, can we talk about that? Yeah. I thought it was really weird how they kept switching back and forth. And Chris would be like, ah, oh, well, you know, the yesterday, last week he wasn't pushing off the ankle. This week he's pushing off a little more. And the picture looked exactly whoa, whoa, the same. Whoa, 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 like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get to the meat of your, uh, of your commentary here. That's your Chris Collinsworth? Well, no, no, no. Wait, I need to get into that. character. I need to get in character. Hold on. It's a Woody Allen. I got to tell you. I got to tell you. Wait, wait, wait. Dave, Dave, Dave. Let me do it. Here, here's it. Now, here's a guy, Al. Wait. He <laughs> you got like, you to you laugh through it. Not hold like on, that. Hold on. Here, go ahead. Now, he, now here's a guy. <laughs> sound like That's Matt right. Mahomes. They hear you guys. A good start. Yeah. Now, well, here's a guy who, you know, and he gets back on his left ankle and you think, OK, all right, he's looking a little bit better. And then you're like, oh, but it's the right ankle. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell know. you. Anyway, my point is that <laughs> they kept showing his ankles and right. I was like, I don't know if I'm just bad at watching football, but I'm not seeing a huge <laughs> difference here, Chris. Yeah, I know. It's a, it was the same thing. He showed it from from last night and tape of him last week and tape of him in like um in, in middle school or something. How right. his ankle but yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I love Collinsworth. The Collinsworth is I think you gotta laugh through it a little. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> what is why do they even have ankles anymore? But um <laughs> so that's that. So yes, Dave. No, I, I was pretty uh, certain we were going to cover, but I didn't want to jinx it. Okay, I, I was curious if I had if I had, if so I had violated some code that you had. <laughs> but I'll tell you that this. Uh, so it turns out I was correct. But what it does really show you, and you touched on golf. You mentioned, and I forget who else. And Andy Dalton. We'll see tonight. Cousins. This yeah. is, cousins. Yeah. This is the healthy. Oh, I, the the. Bloated middle class. I keep talking about QB saturation oh, yeah. in the NFL. We do have 32 decent situations um, uh, for quarterbacks uh, across the NFL. Of course, there are a couple, you know, bad ones. Def uh, you know, Joe Don't Flacco. Say 
Don't Joe, say Minshew. Well, he is he as a as an actual starting quarterback. Yeah, he no, does, he's bad. <laughs> he does provide the number one option. That is the worst right. quarterback situation. He's a bad among, quarterback. Right. right. Um, but yes, I mean that is the issue. That is always the thing to kind of keep your eye on about team makeup as we get deeper into the season here. Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, good enough to win Super Bowls. Yes, a Super Bowl at least, but. Can they win games by themselves? Can are are they the are they the driver of the car? No, right. They are not. There are only a few guys still out there that actually win games for for their teams. And as a matter of fact, the the forty something year old Hall of Famers do not count in that upper class at this point. Well, let's talk about a couple of them here. Uh, at least nearing forty. And, and okay, yeah, Tampa Bay, Green Bay. Tampa put a hurting on them. Now Green Bay was up ten nothing, and and Rogers threw a pick six. And I'm like, I know football's not fixed, but I love screaming about it. And it just seemed like with the other game being the Jets Dolphins, our only viewing um, options at that point, uh, and that game was out of hand. I'm like, is Rogers just making this close for us just to make just to make it interesting? And then he threw another what almost was a pick six. Was tackled at the three yard line. I don't know what the hell happened there. Everyone tuned in. It was going to be Tampa, Tampa against uh, Aaron Rodgers. They only combined for like 320 yards passing. It wasn't about those two at all. It was about the Tampa defense, which really doesn't make any sense when you talk about Vita Vey is out and they haven't done anything. And it was more about that they weren't penalized at all. No penalties. They actually know how to behave themselves, guys. And uh, it manifested itself in a in a crushing win against the Packers. Very strange game, right? Well, that's what I thought was so weird. Vitave is out. Their defense is they they haven't been disciplined at all. And then this is the this yeah. is the week where they all of a sudden get it together and figure out how to how to act well. Um, I don't know that it's yeah. Monday. I'm speaking badly. Um, but <laughs> do it I do mean, it as Collinsworth. It'll come. I, to you. <laughs> I can't. I'm gonna practice that for Wednesday. <laughs> I'm gonna practice it. I feel. I think Rogers just got completely rattled. I yeah. think that that first, I think that pick six just totally threw him off. And then the interception after that, I don't think he could mentally get back in. I mean, they only scored 10 points. Yeah. I had the Packers winning this easily. Um, and then they just completely had to come apart. And maybe that happens. I mean, like the Chiefs had to come apart against the Raiders. Like yeah. maybe it's when, maybe this has to happen to really good teams. I mean, it's kind of insane that, those are the team. I, I don't know. I, I, I just I think that there was a mental something going on here that because that should not have happened. I think you're right, because it doesn't make sense otherwise, because he wasn't. No. I, I I get it. Dominican Sue, Levante David, they ended up putting pressure on Aaron Rodgers. But for the most part, when he crumbled, he wasn't pressured. He was just missing throws. It was something you wouldn't see out of Aaron Rodgers. So, of course, I don't think it was fixed, but it was very strange, Dave. And then, you know, then you look at the other stats. Aaron Jones did nothing. And, you know, the, the supporting cast didn't step up at all. But, my guy, I don't think that Tampa Bay is this much better than Green Bay. It, it's funny. You know, when um, Blaine Gabbert first got into the league, there was a lot of talk of he doesn't like bodies around him. He doesn't like uh, human beings in his space when he's trying to make a play. And so how are you ever going to get over that? I've talked to a lot of players about this and and the phenomenon actually they say goes the other way. The older you get, the more uh, skittish you get about that. And it mm -hmm. kind of, if you combine what we saw from Tom Brady playing the Bears last week 
he got spooked. Like he flat out by the end of it. It, it was funny as a, in fact, if you put a side by side of Tom Brady on Sunday night, laying on the ground while Khalil Mack, like, man, this is insane already to Aaron Rodgers in the exact same kind of like, what is going on here? Yeah. Guys, as it happens, don't like getting smacked around by 300 pound men that are running faster than they are. And I guess the, the, um, you know, the thing that comes out of it is we, we keep hearing it more and more now, but you need to be able to run away from pressure or it's really, it limits what you're capable of doing. I mean, like Russell Wilson is at this point, the high end QB who can kind of run away from pressure a little bit and still make a play. And otherwise it's these young guys with the legs that, that uh, negate the pressure yeah. by just taking off. But a lot of these guys are limited, including the the first ballot Hall of Famers that we've seen this season. They don't like it when, when they get that inside well, pressure or otherwise. And these so much is now devoted. Remember when the must-have item was a shutdown corner about five years ago? Now right. it, re- it, it does kind of feel like that key piece that you need to make a Super Bowl run is the pass rusher. And teams are loaded up in that regard now. And it really, it impacts games week after week after sure. week now. And you're seeing it reveal itself. Well, that, that position think- is just different now. Defensive end, as a linebacker, you could, you could kind of, they're interchangeable. So yeah, it's, it's changed the game. Sorry, I feel Shiger. like with these, no, no, no. I just, I feel like with these, with Brady, for example, who really can't run, like he can't mm-hmm. run very well. He looks like a baby giraffe when he runs. <laughs> um, if he, that combined with the fact that he knows there's going to be a ton of pressure on him, combined with the fact that he is getting older, combined with the fact that you do get in your own head about it. I mean, what we saw happen to Brady against the Bears, it feels like that was, I mean, Rodgers can run better than Brady can run, but I do feel like there was a combination of all of those things when pressure has become the most important part of a game. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I just wonder. It's it just so coincidental that everyone's writing the NFC off, and it's like it's almost like the, everybody hears the whispers and says, "Okay, Tampa, you're going to win this week." And then, then we have to have four NFC teams in the mix of uh, of talking about uh, anything happening in January. So it's going to be you. It's going to be New Orleans, Green Bay, and uh, Russell Wilson, Seattle, as uh, as Dave mentioned. So do you think Charlotte? Do you think I I I've south pretty fast. Um, I, I played sports with him and, um, he, he is fast. I'm the slowest, uh, coordinated person I've ever known in my life. Um, I, I am hyper court, not hyper coordinated, but I'm, I'm relative for, for a bad athlete. I still think I could beat Phil Rivers, Tom Brady, Ben (laughs) Roethlisberger, and Peyton Manning in a foot race. I'm wondering yeah. if there are any other like Aaron Rodgers is getting that clunky old man kind of run he's too. He's getting like, older. He's a little hob. He can't run away from pressure and just take Historically, off. Historically, though, he could run better. Yes, he you know, he like, he would beat me in a race still. But I think I could beat some Hall of Fame quarterbacks. In a Forty foot yard race. dad. These guys are still doing five twos, five ones, five. You think threes. so? Yeah, I, yeah, think, I think they so. might be. I feel like this is the kind of thing where it feels good to say that. And relatively speaking, when you're watching, you know, a Tom Brady and then you're watching a Tyree kill, you're like, oh, Tom Brady's slow. But then you try to race Tom Brady and you're like, oh, well, OK, I'm slow. All right. Yeah. You know what? I have no one outside my uh, my um, six year old boy's we... bedroom believes in me, but that's fine. <laughs> you know what? I, I issued the challenge anyway. 
when we can finally hang out in person, the first thing we're going to do is have a foot race. Perfect. <laughs> well, and then after that, why don't we do this, Dave? We'll put you up in a suit. Maybe you'll borrow one of Joel Solomon's suits. We'll send you to the NFL Combine. You'll put a suit on, and you'll run the 40-yard dash, and we'll time you. Yep. What do you think? Ooh, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, we'll see. Ooh, yeah, yeah let's, lot, let's start a new thing. That's a great idea. I have a lot idea. of original thoughts here. Um, another original thought that uh, I hate the Titans. I can't stand them. And they play your Steelers this week. Two undefeated teams. By the way, Steelers favored. No one believes in the Titans. Even Vegas doesn't believe in the Titans. Steelers favored by one and a half points heading down to Nashville or whatever the hell, Tuscaloosa, whatever, wherever it is in Tennessee. I guess it's Nashville. This is going to be this is going to be the the Steelers um, Chiefs Raiders game and Packers Bucks game. The Steelers are going to have a come apart here and they're going to lose this one and then they're going to go on to win. But this is going to be their come apart game. I'm calling it now. Wait, who's come apart? Steelers? The Steelers. The Steelers oh, are going to wow. lose. Oh, wow. Dave, you like this that? Is, they are primed. <laughs> they are too undefeated at this at this moment. They are going <laughs> to. This is where it falls apart. And then they'll get they'll get it together again. But this is going to be their first loss. It does seem like it could be a letdown. But then again, the, the Titans just uh, it's ridiculous what they're doing, too. Dave, real quick on that. What do you think? I mean, Derrick Henry, he's just a, a ridiculous force. And the best case scenario for opponents was he wasn't going to get it going until November, which is, you know, has been the case in the past. No, he's shoving guys in the face and railing off like 40 yard runs like it's nothing. And I just I hated I, I know I go flip flop on this. But when Romeo Cornell held up two, it just did not look right. I was like, go ahead, eight. Going fourth down and a half a yard like Minnesota did last Sunday night is different than getting a two-point conversion in my book and going up uh, nine and, and putting the game away. Did that bug you? or or did, I just knew the Titans were going to – I knew they weren't going to get I didn't the two. Li- knew the I Titans didn't were like score it. And get it. I yeah. thought I'd made a savvy upset pick there in the in the Texans and uh, and felt validated by it. And so, yes, I w- w- was with you on that. And I do think – um, that the, that the old, uh, the old notion that like, what, if you're the other team, what don't you want to have happen is the correct answer. And I felt like that wasn't there. They were uh, that probably the Titans and Mike Vrabel, who's starting to take on some of that Belichick vibe of like, what yeah. doesn't Belichick slash Vrabel want us to do? And that gets in your head a little bit and it's starting to actually work out. But yeah, I mean, like. Sunday night when the Vikings didn't kick, you know, did, when, when they went for it on fourth and inches, and that was much debated. Inches. Well, that was like against Russell. That was against Russell Wilson, who who we now understand is a witch. What what we right. don't understand is that his powers exceed our ability to grapple with what he's up to. I don't think the same applies to Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. And in fact, Derrick Henry, the thing that's weird about him is. As I keep pointing to, historically, there is some consistency to to that level of usage that he should be wearing down at this point. But he is only getting like low 20s in touches, not to be too precious and counting up his weekly touches. But it's the the as I always say, one of the great paradoxes in sports, when you're the biggest dude out there, you think, oh, Rob Gronkowski's trucking guys and Shaq's trucking guys and. Mario Lemieux and Eric Lindros are steamrolling everybody. Like, no, they're the common factor in all these collisions. Ergo, they're the ones who wear down more quickly. Er- right. Earl Campbell's a great example of that, too. Yeah. Um, but Derrick well, Henry just keeps on trucking, man. And it's crazy. Yeah. And at some point, are the wheels going to come off? Because it's all predicated on Derrick mm. Henry. I do want to point out, though, Devin Bush is out for the Steelers. Now, major loss for them. Potential Jenga piece of that defense. Tyler Lewan being out for... 
Tennessee is no small matter yep. either. Tackles out big. Charlotte, yeah, you. Th- I mean, I didn't even know what I was looking at here. They won 42-36, as Dave pointed out. Um, yeah, what do the fans of the opposing team want you to do? What do the people who have the Texans plus four want mm. you to do? Uh, humiliating um, gambling loss, too, for Texans backers. Anytime you lose by more than three in overtime, that's what happened. Totally. I mean, I also I I think that Derrick Henry should be in the MVP conversation. I mm-hmm. think that it is insane to me that you have a running back who is carrying a team. He is the only reason the Titans are winning. He is the only reason the Titans beat the Ravens last year. He is the only reason they made it to that AFC championship game. And I think he, he had a 94 yard touchdown. He he saved the game. He won the game in overtime. Like I. I think that when you have a guy who is carrying a team on his back who is not the quarterback, mm-hmm. that is even more impressive. And, I mean, I don't think he will be in the conversation. I think, you know, that's the, the nature it's, of the beast. But right. and, and I think, yeah, sure, maybe he could start to wear down. But I don't remember a guy being this consistently good for this long under this much physical contact. Like, Six. I think he's kind of out of control good. 123 rushes, 588 yards, six touchdowns. Yeah, he's damn good. That's I hate insane. to say it. I hate to say it. Tannehill's good too. He's yep. good. He's my top 10. He's like just a play action. It's probably because of Henry. You freeze the linebackers up front there and there's a lot open, but he hits a lot of these throws. He really does. Um, well, but, AJ Brown is a crazy yeah. Anquan Bolden um, replicant or, you know, uh, that 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 sort of receiver, that physical 50-50 guy. Um, even but yeah, these tight Tannehill, ends man. he hits, though, like uh, the first curve. I, I don't know. Is that even a tight end? I don't even know what the hell that is. Well, like I a- think part of what's so impressive about the Titans is you don't really know who they're – like, I don't know who their tight ends are, and yeah. yet they're out here undefeated. I think Vrabel – is is very Belichickian, which is a very weird thing to say, but in that he can he is making something out of whatever pieces he has. And I think part of it is I think he's a great motivator. I mean, you see this guy in the locker room, you hear how he talks about his players in press conferences. He I think he's a player's coach without letting that get in the way of his coaching decisions. And I think that I think he's I think he's going to be really great. And I think he's sort of the next I mean, he's he's who I would want coaching my team. If I when I start my NFL team, I'm gonna hire Mike Vrabel to be the coach. Well, he's also and you talk about Belichick and he's doing that shit. He he saved his team. I don't know if you saw it for, for another forty seconds by taking mm-hmm. a penalty. I think one, where you have to read the article three times to understand what the hell happened. He did that. Mm-hmm. He seems to make all the right moves. He is not seventy three year old Romeo Cornell holding up two fingers at the end of the game. Like oh, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, what well, is he also. Doing? <laughs> There's also the extra layer, and I don't remember Belichick doing this. Vrabel also, um, perf- there was there was some performance in it because he reacted as yes. though he was angry that his player went out onto the field. That that uh, he didn't even have to do that. Like the official didn't need to be convinced. He sold of- it. Yeah, I thought. Uh, yeah, uh, you you would think Belichick after watching the subway commercials is the greatest actor among. Yeah, coaches. you're so That's right a, about not, that. Yeah. Not the case, apparently. <laughs> Um, <laughs> not since uh, Charlotte uh, did Chris Collinsworth impression. Okay, have we seen a such wor- a performance? I'm working on the character, okay. Dave. Okay. No, I, I, I you know what? I, I think that you, you mentioned, Sal, the Tampa Green Bay game. At some point, um, against all odds, the game became a uh, shout out to the show. Um, yeah. But also, um, it, at some point, the, the, the car wreck 
effect took place. Like, all right, this Bucks game is over with, and the Jets became the thing to watch just for the atrocity, the, yeah, the human right. the butt interception, the human yeah. spectacle of it. And Adam Gase, I mean, that's the thing. Like, we know that coaches can make people better, but Adam Gase, really now, I mean, that, how does he work again? How does he get another gig coaching other human beings in football? Given the it's evidence rough. here, look at Ryan Daniel when you get him away from there. I think Charlotte's right. The butt interception now takes it to a, the Gaze can now step down, right? You don't need not that the first yeah. one was his fault, the butt fumble. Yeah. But. <laughs> well, I truly, I mean, I am a little mystified. Like if Dan Quinn got fired, how has Adam Gase not been fired yet? And I don't, yeah. I'm not a, you know, root for a guy to lose his job person. And I don't always think that firing the coach is the answer. I mm. feel like, Dave, you're t- you're totally right. Like, there is no world in which this guy should be in charge of football players. Like, right. nothing he does now works. Nothing he has done has worked. So, like, what, you know, what blackmail does he have on, on the guys who are hiring yeah. at this point? I, I don't get it. I don't get also, well, you know, I, I don't know how much you want to put on Flacco and Gore, but, and Dave, you mentioned which quarterbacks can you beat in a race? Maybe, maybe you can beat Flacco. Maybe you mm. can. I, I have a thing. I was talking about it. I think like if I had a hundred drives as a quarterback, <laughs> I would not score in any of them. None of the three of us would score. Maybe Joel. Solomon scores, but I'm not sure. I don't, say, I don't say you zero. bring me into this. Don't you, you know, you know, I that say I Flacco You've scores. never seen me throw a football, Sal. <laughs> Flacco scores four out of a hundred. We scores, <laughs> we score zero. Jeff George scores one. You know what I mean? But Flacco's yeah. good for four. And now he's approaching Joe Montana's record. I don't know, not his record, but he gets to pass him in total yards. I don't know. Does he need like 170? It might take him like six or seven more games to do it, but it is phenomenal how now when you read numbers, you're like, oh, wow, Flacco, more more accomplished than Montana in the passing yard department? Nope. The Jets, it's fascinating to me that you go from Sam Darnold, you know, the young guy who sucks, yeah. to the old guy who sucks. And, yeah. you know, maybe it's not entirely both of their fault, but it's hard to spin it. Otherwise. Yeah. Well, I want to be on Dave's K on his uh, side with the quarterback saturation, but you almost need 50 quarterbacks to be good. You don't need 32 because you're going to see a Case Keenum come in in Cleveland and something like, ah, oh, and you're going to see a Joe Flacco get multiple starts out of the Jets. So I think you need. 50 before I mean, but I, 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 I listen, we, we, we have our fun, but Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl within yeah. the last 10 years and he's a backup QB. And when he comes in, it signals bad times for your team. That, 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 that supports my point. A Super Bowl MVP nah, is a backup QB. Jameis Winston's a backup QB. And by the way, before we move on from anything else, I do think with uh, Tom Brady looming over my shoulder there and a lot of mm-hmm. uh, New England fans getting vaguely upset with me for continually pointing out and you're pointing out, Sal, they don't like it because they're all cool with it. I don't know if you heard. Everybody's cool with uh, with old Tom going down to Tampa and thriving. Good for him, man. Are you sure you're good with it, New England fans? Because I'm not sure you are based on the way I'm I'm seeing this. If if the Patriots keep losing games and the, and the Bucks keep winning games, this thing is going gonna, is gonna to be just delightful for us. And it reminds me of what I said over summertime. Belichick, the best thing he could have done. Cam, I love Cam and everything else, but that's, a ba- that's not a good roster in general. 
Mm. He should have just rolled with Brian Hoyer because then he had the excuse. At least Belichick could have been like, what yeah. was I going to do? The, the, you know, the MVP guy, our, our big guy, Tommy Brady left. And so we have no choice but to roll with Brian Hoyer. Then everyone would be, be like, oh, you went seven and nine. What were you going to do? Brian Hoyer was your quarterback. Now right. he has Cam. Now it's a little bit like, ooh, I guess Tom was better than Bill Belichick all along. I still that, think and now, he, right? ha- he hasn't won the award in a decade or so. But I honestly, and I'll, I'll not uh, sing his praises too much on this show, but if he puts it together now with six COVID opt-outs and all the weird COVIDness in the last couple of weeks, and get not getting the best version of Cam right now, let's admit it. And when Julian Edelman has to have more than one attempt to stretch the field, you know this offense is in trouble. If they make the playoffs, you would be hard-pressed to find someone else for Coach of the Year. I really do. I don't see any 13-3s and threes out there for any of these teams. Maybe Vrabel, if, he, if he's running the table like he does. But you really, really have to consider Belichick. I'm sorry to so, say. So, Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> feel like watching that game, watching the Bucks game sucked. I'm going to be honest. I mm. felt like watching Tom Brady throw a touchdown to Gronk yeah. felt like watching my two best friends very publicly, like putting on their Instagram story that they were hanging out without me. Mm-hmm. Um, You're a I, human being, as it turns out, Charlotte. Well, well, right. I do, though. Well, let's let's very hear her first. We don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a robot. Um, <laughs> something strange happened to me, though, this week, which is that I'd been, I had been much more out on Brady than I was before this week. Like, the Patriots are below 500 for the first time since 2002. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to that. I hate it. And so I feel like that level of badness almost made me more okay with Tom's success this week. Cause I was hmm. like, okay, at least there's one thing, you know, this guy, it, it just made me reconsider. I was like, maybe I've been being an asshole about Tom Brady. Like when we were, when it was, when we had similar records when th- I mean I guess we still have the same I don't I can you tell <laughs> that I am very conflicted about this yeah, of because course. as he's doing well I find myself feeling much more fondly towards him which mm. I was not expecting I thought as he did better I I guess it's that I'm more sad it's not that I'm angry about it it's that the better he does the more sad I am and the more I miss him the Gronk <laughs> thing on oh, that you hit it on the head with your best friends going out on Instagram and not telling you about it. That adds an extra wrinkle to it and that he looked good. He actually that did hurt. look good, like tiptoeing inbounds, a touchdown. He, he caught some passes like on some drag routes across the field. It was uh, it was very strange to see that. Yeah, that's an extra thing, especially coming off, a, a, you know, an hour earlier, you had lost to, you know, Denver in Foxborough, a game you were supposed to win by close to double digits. Yeah. The Very Broncos. Strange. Yeah, it's a lot of emotional, you know, a lot of emotions. Uh, I, your your glass half full, Sal. That mm-hmm. if Belichick can pull this off and rally them, you know, with the you know two thirds of the season still to go here, but I don't think they're going to the playoffs. I I I mean, do, based on okay, the Browns haven't shown up against the 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 two division bullies, and they have a ways to go, I guess, before they match up with with those two, but. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to the playoffs, right? They're 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 better than most teams that they're going to play. They're going to win double digit. I I imagine they're going to get to ten wins ultimately. They're a playoff team. The Colts are a playoff team. 
I don't think there's going to be room for the Patriots. They I don't. I, I don't see how they get in either. there. I don't either. I hate to say it. I. I wish that I. I wish that I thought. I want to say that they still could, but as I say that, I'm like they could. They can't. You like, better get Tommy to help out for old times' sake. Better help out his old pals and uh, and and vanquish the Raiders next week because that right. loss kind of now is that's the kind of stuff you're going to be watching now because mm-hmm. um, the Raiders uh, that's the kind of team that the Patriots are on the level with at this point. Well, we, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll let you know if there's going to be any vanquishing. Cause that's a Sunday night game. You know, that's my specialty. So I'm, I'm oh, not good. ready to figure wait. it out right Look now. Look into your yeah. crystal ball. So yeah, I know it's not ready. The, the ball is, uh, turned off on Monday for the following week. Um, real quick, uh, we talk jets and everything. It's funny. Tua came in for the last two minutes, Twitter blew up and it was looking like for a minute there, he was maybe going to outscore the jets. Because he had two minutes and he was going to have one pass and then they were going to run it out. But exciting, right? Now we have all the rookies in there and um, Tua, I like rooting for him. I like rooting for Herbert. I was talking about how I want another team. I want another team I could root for and not a team I bet on. And I think like the Chargers with Herbert because I like rooting for them. So or I like watching them so much. I just need a team that if they lose, it's not going to bug me. But I enjoy watching them, and I'm not going to bet on them. And right now, the Chargers are that team. Dolphins could be that team if Tua comes in. I like watching these rookies. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, did you see Tua? He went out in his uniform after the game was over and just sat on the 50-yard line. That was so adorable. That was something else. How long was he out? Is he still out there? Can we check Jim Cunningham? He's still there? My God. What no. a what a what a move! Everybody, oh, it's it's adorable that Tua did that. What a, the rest of us don't get to do that, you you you, you braggart! <laughs> oh, what what are you? Hey, how's everybody back home? Where? Oh yeah, I just am at the fifty yard line because I'm a NFL QB. In case you didn't hear, no, yeah, cool stuff for Tua, especially that was only <laughs> that was within a year ago. I mean, things move fast. I mean, when Tua got hurt against LSU, remember that? Oh no, that this yeah. could be it for the kid. The kid was presumed first overall guy and now the sky is fall and you know now he's out there so mm-hmm. um so good for him i don't like his move to wear number one he should wear number two <laughs> no one else should wear number two i can't imagine being a qb and wanting to wear number two it seems it suggests weird things about you however i'll make another exception for the number two to shout out mason rudolph who <laughs> got out onto the field and i think we could make a case just because he didn't get intercepted. He had a better day than the first overall pick in his draft class, Baker Mayfield. Congratulations, Baker. There this one's for Miles, everybody. <laughs> this one's for Miles. That was they awesome. Got, they got that. destroyed. They got <laughs> destroyed. The Browns, this one's for Miles. This one's for the city. They got completely obliterated. Oh the game was <laughs> over four minutes in. This one, this, this means more. This one's for Miles. What would Miles do? Miles is a martyr now? This one, this one, this one's different. This one's for the city. This one, this team's different. They've kicked us around for a little too long. Now we got it. This one's going to feel different. We're going to teach Pittsburgh. This is a new era. It was over four minutes into the game. Dave is losing his. Uh, I'm wow. sorry. I think Dave's Collinsworth needs some work too. I'm not sure. I'm no, not that sure. was all right. Can you even call it, like, can you call it a rivalry? No. If the Steelers have won 
the Steelers and the Browns, it's the Steelers are eighteen and three against the Browns since nineteen ninety nine. How is this still no. a thing that we're doing? That's I not. said it on Twitter, and I want to say it into a microphone now. Get out of our city. Go back to your garbage state and get ready for the <laughs> no. bundles. Water Whoa. finds its level. That's where you belong. Stay out of our business. We the, the grown-ups are talking. It's the wow. Steelers. It's the Ravens. We'll get to that after we take care of the Titans or not. Either way, that's where we are. You're down there with the Bungles and the Jets. Go play the Jaguars. Maybe that. Maybe you'll get a victory there. Kudos Look to you, Baker. You are going to get a helmet swung funny. at your head. Be careful. Look at your background. Just be careful. <laughs> it's going to knock that crazy haircut right off of you. Look at Tom Brady's looking right at my bald spot. I don't <laughs> care for that, Tom. You know what? He's like, is that makeup on your head? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk real quick. We got to get out of football. There's a freaking, there's a World Series in here somewhere, but there is football tonight. There are two games. One game, 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific. My God, if you're if you're working, uh, woman or man, you're going to miss this. Kansas City, Buffalo, the Chiefs, five and a half point favorite. 54 is the over under. One of these teams is going to lose two in a row, unless there's a tie, of course. But um, I don't know uh, if Kansas City needs it more. It's weird to say they're going to need it more. I, I think they, I think Buffalo is going to have to outsling um, Mahomes here. I think he gets it done. They win and they cover. Buffalo looking at that division like, yeah, we could keep losing. We're fine. Patriots are in third place. I think I, uh, I, I know nobody takes that um, attitude or approach, but uh, I'm going KC here minus the five and a half. Uh, and then Arizona, Dallas. Well, this one I'm not as sure about. Of course, I'm rooting. By the way, both of America's teams playing today, Dave. I love it, Sal. This is a this Buffalo is an interesting one. Should yeah. we? I you know what? I, I I'm tempted to say. Yeah, I don't know if there's a way to sort of tease this one out or whatever, but maybe it's just straight up. If Buffalo wins and Dallas loses, that's it. This is a statement game. You know, we've put out our political ads. Oh, interesting. And if, 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 one, if one comes through and the other doesn't, the hash is settled by the football gods. I could maybe give that, you know, I'm getting odds in my favor because Kansas City is almost a full touchdown favorite here, and Dallas is a basically a pick them. They're one-point favorite. 54 and a half. I'm a little worried about this. I'm worried about Kyler Murray running all over the place. And, uh, uh, shit. I don't want to play this game. I don't want to play this game. I feel game. like I don't think you should because I know it's going to happen. It, if, if the Cowboys lose, you're not going to accept that they're not America's team. So like, right, don't make, okay, don't make right. a bet that you, that you physically will not be, you're right. I, you'll, you'll be like, I can't. So I don't. won't leave office if I lose it. You're right. Exactly. exactly. Charlotte knows me better than I know me. Um, I'm like, I, I know exactly what's going to happen here. Right. And I know what the conversation will be. And you'll be going, ah, I just, I can't, you know, and then, so don't make the bet. I'll tell Here's you what, I thing. know what's going to happen too. Dallas win or lose is going to be in first place tomorrow morning. That's what I know. <laughs> well, so. I got news for you. <gasps> I kind of feel like uh, I think Dallas does make a big step towards winning the bum NFC East. Keep really? in mind, so they separate themselves. I, the yeah. reason I said Kyler Murray, and you know, we'll see how things track. I mean, there's plenty of room left here, but the reason I said Kyler Murray would win the MVP is because of the way it shaped up. The the Cardinals shaped up this year. They're loaded mm. offensively, and they're going to be in shootouts almost every week. That leads to gigantic, uh, um, you know, positive yeah. numbers for for number one there. 
Um, but I think Dallas gets this one. Arizona is a flawed team. I, I, the more compelling game to me, I know obviously you'll be staring at that one pretty good, but man, it's not just us. It's not any fan out there. It's every national analyst you listen to. Whatever just happened is all that matters apparently. And Mm. you know, Casey Buffalo, now everybody's off Buffalo because of what Tennessee did to them. Buffalo comes out and wins this one. All of a sudden the Casey would be dynasty is over and beware America's team 2020. That's how wow. these things swing. I I think I'm with you though. I I got I you know what? I I I do like the Chiefs to to cover that. I you know you watch games and you you really place whatever value you want on them, right? So the Rams didn't look that great. You're like, "Oh, the Bills beat the Rams. Uh, maybe that wasn't such a great win. They came from behind. Uh, what are we looking at in this Bills team?" But as far as who needs it more, I think the Chiefs kind of need it more. It's more of a statement game my other i'll take dallas but i'm not i'm not confident uh in in that team or in that game but well watch out though for buffalo because the one thing that kc is i mean obviously they're so overwhelming generationally great with patrick mahomes and speed all around him right they are they are the zig to the rest of the afc zag and the reason i think the afc is better is because they are all outside of the chiefs all about brawn from tennessee Mm. pittsburgh baltimore Indianapolis, they're all about beating the crap out of you, you know, uh, on both sides, line of scrimmage and beyond. Buffalo is built to do that so far. The offense, the defense hasn't risen up, but they're so talented. I mean, this might be the game, but, you know, then again, like I say, I'm going to go with 15 until I see otherwise. I think he is going to be able to throw it over their heads. But Buffalo is built around the the notion that they can beat you up. It's a two o'clock Monday game. I don't know. I haven't seen trends on 2 p.m. Monday games. West Coast, how Mahomes does versus Allen. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Also interesting, Turner, Fandle announced a partnership for NBA on TNT. Lots of partnerships have been announced in sports betting, but this one has the potential of being really great. Why, you ask? Did either of you ask why? You should have asked why. I did. Why? You did. Okay, thank you, Sean. Tell us more. Fandle's tastefully trying to merge sports betting and live sports content on a national scale to greatly enhance users' basketball watching experience. Starting with the 2020 NBA playoffs, been really impressed with how Fandle's providing value to basketball telecasts. Excited to seeing how the partnership unfolds in years to come. Oh, can you imagine? We're going to see. Barkley could barely choke back gambling talk as it is. Now there's a partnership. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch that show. Uh, even more than normal. It's a testament to Fandle as a leader in the market and they're selective in who they want to partner with, including us here at the Extra Points Podcast Network and how that comes to life for the best experience for sports fans and customers now. So thank you for that uh, gambling gift, Fandle. And here's another gambling gift. Same game parlays throughout the NFL season. You get $10 free every week. That means you could lose a $10 bet every single week, risk-free, Every NFL week, all season long, pretty simple. Combine multiple bets from one game into a single parlay. That way, the payouts are even bigger than when you win. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to take the Cowboys to win, and I'm going to parlay that with Michael Gallup to score the first touchdown, and we're going to get close to 25-1 to odds on that, plus 24-82. Now, I'm a maniac, so I watched all of Andy Dalton's drives the other day. He saw Michael Gallup and Jen Piacente, to her credit, saw this. She's like, he's he's the target. Normally seen as the number three right now between behind Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. But no, 
He's a favorite of Andy Dalton's. He's going to score the first touchdown. And the Cowboys are going to win, and you're going to get 25 to 1. And you know what? If you don't, you get the $10 back. So who cares? We'll do this all season. FanDuel, the only sportsbook app where you could play same game parlays. Listen up. If you already don't have an account, but uh, sign up with the promo code extra points. If you do, God bless you. You're good to go. <laughs> and there it is. Uh, Fandle. Now, World Series, guys. Good what luck, guys- Sal. I know it's an important one for you <laughs> in our fantasy game. You're playing the quarterback, Andy Dalton, but you've got his two top uh, receivers. I know. I don't on know your how that's going to work It's an interesting out. balance. Yeah. I need that, a bunch of touchdowns is the only way you you make a difference between the quarterback and wide receiver. Good luck, but- man. You Maybe maybe one day you'll catch up to yeah. Damashek's <laughs> juggernaut. Keeps no, on going. No. What's the difference? There's no trophy. Just like the NFC East, there's no trophy. Uh, Major League Baseball. This was fun. As soon as the Dodgers won and we got to Friday night, it's like, oh, there's good competition on both sides. The Astros, you know, it ended up being the whole thing like, oh, it's going to be so 2020. The Astros are going to come back and win. No, they didn't win. The Russians That's what didn't gives win. me hope. Russian fighter, exactly. Russian fighter, loss. Lomachenko, big favorite. He didn't win. Maybe the bad guys are going down a little bit here. I don't know. Anyway, the World Series set. Dodgers raise. Storm back from a 3-1 deficit. Dodgers beat the Braves. They're minus 200. That is very high, for uh, first of all, for a National League team, but just in general for a World Series, minus 200. Uh, Atlanta sports is doomed. Um, Matt Ryan came back to life for at least one week to provide them with a victory. And uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? I like the Dodgers in six. Pays plus 370 on FanDuel. That makes me nervous. Like, I want the Dodgers to win so badly. I feel I want the best for Mookie. I want the, I, I want Kershaw to get a ring. I, I, I feel like it is the Dodgers' year, to quote Dave Roberts. Um, that feels a little too... Uh, I, I feel like the betting gods are jinxing it with this. Mm, okay. Very exciting. Bellinger may have jinxed it himself, separating his shoulder or dislocating, <laughs> separating his words, right? Celebrating a home run. My God, he looked like such a man up there, right? Just oh, it was so it. cool. Yeah. Oh. And the director didn't cut away to, eventually they cut away to the ball. <laughs> they didn't. They just kind of followed him almost all the way to first base, but home run, just clutch hitting. I don't know, Dave, you got a pretty solid uh, Jensen in there and, it comes down to Kershaw. I, I know there's going to be a short leash on all these guys. You don't get seven innings out of the starters anymore, but Dodgers are, are fun watch. Philosophically, I will always go with the team that has the better fan base, and the Dodgers mm. are that by a long stretch. I mean, if we walked the streets of Tampa Bay and started going, I mean, it. It you talk about what's 2020, um, the fact that because the, the, the streets – Tampa will have the excuse of like, well, it's COVID. But even if it weren't COVID, would there be anybody out on the street to greet Steve Stamkos carrying around the Stanley Cup? Mm. Same goes for the Tampa Bay Rays if they win the World Series trophy. I mean, this weird 2020 that this is going to be the city of uh, champions is Mm. kind of makes sense. But yeah, I think the Dodgers are, are the better team, like I say. I'm going to be rooting for them on a on a personal level. I do, I, and um, uh, I like the Dodgers to win it straight up. Practically, there's. I mean, this is also true during this little mini would be dynasty. They're better than everybody in baseball. They they have just right. overwhelming talent all over the place. Uh, you know, on the hump and in the in the lineup, they certainly should win this one. And in the meantime, like you say, Atlanta 
I give out the Sonic Award every year. I give it to the uh, city, the sports town whose fans have suffered the most in in, mm. in a given year. And I feel like Atlanta is kind of trying to run away with it here. Although Philadelphia maybe has something to do with it before it's all mm. said and done. But between Georgia, once again, you talk about like, Maybe the bad guys are going to lose this year. No, it seemed like well, maybe the Bulldogs are going to are going to take down Bama. No, no, they're not. Um, same yeah. thing there. Braves blow it. The Falcons are an embarrassment. You know, I think the Hawks are completely irrelevant once again. Can and, I recommend? Uh, I know you you seem to have your mind made up for the Sonic Award. Not yet. I, not yet. Well, may I recommend my obese friend Harry, who enjoys. <laughs> A sonic shake with uh, gummy worms and sprinkles like uh, three times a week. Gummy worms in a shake? You could put gummy worms in a shake. I, I'm not wrong about this, But then this, they right? get all frozen and hard. He doesn't care. He does not care. That it is disgusting. Down. My yeah. kids, I've literally, we've had yeah. some ice cream that we've put, like they didn't eat it all, but they got the gummies in it and we put it in the freezer and we took it out and I said, let me turn it into a shake. It's disgusting. Yeah. How does <laughs> he really ingest weird. that? It's gross. It, it, I don't know it, that Charlotte's it does. right. It ain't right. It's like it's like getting the the jimmies, the sprinkles in right. your ice cream. It, it it throws off the consistencies of the oh, ice cream like and I ruins the experience. Those I don't mind because you can bite through them. The gummies, you're like, you. why am I? This is a piece of yarn. At uh, but they <laughs> impact. They're like, but but, but they're like uh, cold yarn. <laughs> I yeah no, it's worse. Yeah, the gummies in in, in a shake are worse. But yeah, to answer your question, yes, we can maybe give it to Harry if Sonic steps up and gives us a sponsor. Oh, that's good. Okay, I think that I think that'll be fair. Right. But the Jimmies are bad because they overwhelm everything else in the ice cream because they're the little sugary nubs that you got to, like you say, you got to bite through. And then now, like I wanted a coconut ice cream, and now I'm eating these little these little. Uh, uh, things of uh, uh, sugar. I don't care for it. That's Keep unbelievable. I, I ordered a, cho uh, co a nutty coconut at wow. Baskin Robbins with chocolate sprinkles the other day. Okay, um, chocolate's a little bit better. But look at still me. Not look at me good. here. Picture of health. Uh, real quick, we do laugh lines every week. Me, Rachel Bonetta. We have a rotating guest on, usually a funny person. Um, last week, last Wednesday or Thursday, it was National Dessert Day. So we said, and I we put odds to each of the... Um, each of the choices here. We said, which is the most overrated dessert? Um, cheesecake was the favorite at like minus 200. And then there was like red velvet cake was in there. And then there was some others. Benetta goes off the board. She takes the field and says ice cream. This is a cancel. I agree. It's a, what the, what, what do you mean you yep. agree? Yeah. What's, what's going I had on a choice here? Of, I, I like ice cream. It is never my first choice for dessert. Ah, <sighs> All right, that's a little I would better. Take cheesecake. I would take cheesecake and red velvet. No, no. Cake. You I think no, ice you cream wouldn't. is an overrated. Red food. velvet's just changing the color, and it's it's, I it's love something it. exciting. No, that's no. exactly right, Sal. You, yeah, and cheesecake. I I'm not one. You know me when it I comes love to cheesecake. Uh, me too. Yeah. I am not one. I am not one who runs with the fancy fruits. You know when it when it comes to the all important mm -hmm. category in the Shecky Awards, which we're getting at which are getting ever closer the fruit of the year i i i'm loath to ever give it to something precious like the plum oh the plum is so delicious a precious but, fruit yes it is because people are, <laughs> oh no it's not in season oh you gotta what? get it when it's just right oh and you gotta chill it in the fridge well but the, but don't if it's in there for a day too long then it's spoiled then, 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 then how good is it 
if I have to create all these circumstances around it to, I get it. to, to, yeah. to have the okay, perfect okay. cheesecake. Cheesecake is yeah. impacted by bad cheesecake. If you get bad cheesecake, it stinks. But I'm with you, Charlotte. Good cheesecake is is getting pretty close to the best of all no. desserts. However, your ice cream opinion, uh, uh, opinion is lousy. It's lousier than 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 uh, doing it for miles and getting blown out in the first four minutes of a game. Ice cream is every flavor that is known to man. Do you you don't like flavors? I mean, if you don't like flavors, then I guess ice cream's out for you. Otherwise, how can anyone reject ice cream? Which is why I like instead of cookies and cream ice cream, I would like cookies. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Yours is a little better than Bonetta, who said. Ice cream makes me cold. I don't like to be cold. It's like we're not asking you to to go to, to ferry to Antarctica and have an ice cream cone, a pistachio wal- walnut cone. Like what? What it go? I, I don't know. I just can't. I think I have to screen people better before I hire them. You, <laughs> you don't like ice cream. We I, both people let you don't down. like ice cream. My God, I All like right. ice cream. It's just I don't know what. What the hell I think is a compelling question that our pal yeah. Ross Tucker floated yeah. for the rest of your life: ice mm-hmm. cream. Or shakes. I go shake. Ice cream. I go shake. I'm just going by what I have in a year, and it's more ice cream than shakes. But Same. Uh, okay. I don't know. I mean, you're getting double bang for your buck with the ice. You can have an ice cream shake. Is that what you're talking about? Like an ice cream shake. Sure. Yeah. 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 You could do that. Yeah. Also, We're go to Dairy Queen. Go to Dairy Queen. Tell them I want a Mr. Misty. But mm. put some vanilla ice. Uh, put, put some of your uh, vanilla in there. Then... Put it in the blender. Whip it all up. Next stop, cloud go. nine. When you get back to planet Earth, thank your old pal <laughs> Dave Damashek. All right. Well, I think Harry got us started on this. It wasn't really his fault. Um, one more thing I wanted to say, Dave. You said who's going to greet uh, Stamkos in the streets in Tampa? Well, mm-hmm. it should be Joel Solomon. It should be Jim Cunningham with their flashy T-shirts. Now is the time. There, you couldn't. The iron couldn't be hotter right now. Champa your, Bay, baby. With your Champa Bay t-shirts, Joel, have you done anything? You or Jim, you have the Razor in the, in the World Series. The Lightning already have the cup. And then you have this, uh, the Buccaneers with uh, Brady's b- biggest win as a as a buck. No, no movement on this. I, I asked Jim to get the P card from you because the trademark, I got to trademark it. He said you the won't- The P card? What does that mean? The what? Your R- our, deb- our debit card that shows debit card. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, so I, all right. So I could trademark Champa Bay. And I just do it already. What are you talking about here? Give me my debit card. I, I thought he meant like the P tape, P card. I don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> Go to Tampa, Joel. Get out of here. Sell these shirts. I hate how much attention I have to pay to Tampa Bay this year. I did not oh, see that. Oh, see, now it's coming around. It's a lot. I hate it. I hate Tampa Bay. Okay, fine. I said it. She's well, a rainbow of emotion. See, that's how every Patriots fan is right now. <laughs> they don't want to admit it, though, Sal. Yes. Right now, we're going to name our Crown Royal Water Break Athletes of the Weekend. Charlotte and I are going to go back. Dave is going to go forward to one of uh, tonight's games. Crown Royal believes being a Royal fan this season means staying safe, generously supporting your community, and drinking responsibly while rooting on your team. That's how to crown your game day. Even at home, you still get to enjoy your favorite game day. Cocktails, just remember to take a water break in between to stay hydrated. Don't be that person that ruins game day for your friends and family. Stay hydrated. Stay royal. Charlotte, who is your crown royal water break athlete of the week? 
My crown royal water break athlete of the week is Mookie Betts. I think he is the most perfect baseball player I have ever seen, and I will never, ever, ever get over the fact that he is no longer (laughs) on the Red Sox. But if he can't be on the Red Sox, I want the best for him with the Dodgers. He had another incredible catch in Game 7 to rob Freddie Freeman of a home run. He can hit. He can catch. He's joyful. He looks like he's having a great time out there. And... I think this is just my year to be a little heartbroken as a sports fan, but um, if I have to be heartbroken, at least he can get a championship. So I'm rooting for Mookie. I think he's been incredible. And uh, all the best to you and yours, Mr. Betts. (laughs) He's been a lot of fun to watch, even if you're not a a Red Sox fan or a Dodgers fan or whatever. I do feel like, I don't know what's going on with these people, Dave. I can't put my finger on it. Like, I feel like, They've written off Tampa, the Red Sox fans, but they like, uh, oh, no, I'm happy for uh, Rondo and I'm happy for Mookie Betts. What goes mm-hmm. on here? Right. It's it's uh, they're all, everyone's all over the place with this they're stuff. liars. That's oh, that's it. what no, it is. Okay. If they can't admit liars. if they can't <laughs> I'm admit, happy for Mookie. <laughs> they can't. They don't want to admit it. Sal. they got I'm dumb. happy for Mookie. They, they I'm got, right here. They got, I can hear you. Oh, yeah, got, she is right there. They got, they got dumped. And of course, that's the first move you make is when you get dumped and then uh, your your ex goes on and gets married. What what do you do? You uh, of course you're like, let's let's uh, get him a really nice wedding gift because uh, I'm I couldn't be happier for him. Okay, after well they let's not me. get it. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> Come on, no wedding gift for wedding Mookie gifts. or Rondo. Oh <laughs> I would no. Give instead, they're getting rings. They're Mookie getting rings present. when they leave. All right. Ugh. My crown royal water break athlete of the week is Julio Jones, who kind of saved the city of Atlanta from total embarrassment. The Braves were down 3-1 or up 3-1. They let the Dodgers come back. Julio Jones, he's been out. He's played three games this year. Two of them were pedestrian outings. But yesterday, 10 receptions, 137 yards, two touchdowns. Before that, I think September 13th, he had 157 yards. And then he had garbage games in between. But yes, he stepped it up. The Falcons won. They will not be winless this year. And they save Atlanta from utter, utter misery, at least for that three-hour stretch before they blew it to the Dodgers. Dave, looking ahead, who's your water break athlete tonight? Well, I'll look ahead by looking back quickly by saying America's team in the 20th century was helmed by Tom Brady and his classy chapeau, then replaced by Jimmy Johnson with the silly hairdo that never moved uh, come uh, rain or or, uh, sunshine. And, you know, either way, I'm turning the page onto somebody else who runs America's team 2020. It's a guy who we all grew up hating, you know, mm. no one who's the least popular cartoon character of all time. It's Caillou, after all, this mm. child actor, this this punk kid, he's self-righteous. He grew up on Mount Pius, apparently always weighing in on what all the other <clears throat> kids were doing wrong. And now he comes out clean on the other side <laughs> as the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. Here's to you, Caillou McDermott. Go Ooh. get him. Go all get right. that AFC East. We're all <laughs> cheering for you, fella. <laughs> I like that. I think you said Tom Brady when you meant Tom Landry, right? Am I oh. wrong? Did I hear that? That's okay. It's a, the two goats. Doesn't matter. Tom Landry in his hat, you know, uh, you Cam Newton wears hats. I don't, I don't know. what. <laughs> all right. Caillou doesn't wear anything. He's got no hair and he doesn't care. <laughs> Crown Royal, the perfect addition to your NFL game day. Don't forget, stay hydrated, drink responsibly for more tips on how to crown your game, 
day visit at Crown Royal on Instagram. <clears throat> All right. You could also have a shake. Oh, that's right. Water shake. or shake. I love way. water. Water's pretty good. <laughs> also pretty good, these names that people are submitting. Uh, Dave had the idea the Clippers need to start fresh. They need to start over. It begins with a new name. We try to get Steve Ballmer, the uh, team owner on here. He's like, I don't want anything to do with you losers. Get your That's Chris Collinsworth impersonation down and maybe I'll talk to you. Um, I got to tell you, Steve, we, we this, this Clippers team, they, they need a new name. What are they doing, you. Al? Come tell on. Look at this. Listen, Al, I got to say, you know, you get these guys. Here's a guy who. <laughs> <laughs> that's better. Is that better? I think that's better. Yeah, I think that's better. That felt better to me. <clears throat> I think if you try to laugh through it, it'll work. Like, yeah, getting chicken wings you know, and strip clubs. Well, you got to laugh through it at this point. I mean, yeah. here's Jimmy G pressing on. No, I lost it again. <laughs> I just got to tell you, the, the Clippers are an embarrassment. <laughs> I got to Charlotte went into John Madden a little there, but yeah, no, I, I think you, I think you get this. We're getting a <laughs> lot of uh, submissions for new um, names for the Clippers. Uh, the extra points gang at gmail.com. The extra points gang double E's in there at gmail.com. Ryan Mills says the LA Lobos, the Death Valley Diablos. All right, <laughs> it's okay. a little bit of a reach, but we'll take it. Scott Timpano says the LA Hoopla. Dave, you don't like it because it doesn't end with an S, but it's kind of fun. I don't like it because it doesn't end in S, but Hoop LA, Hoop Yes, right. Clever. That's pretty Clever. good. Right there. Uh, also, shout out to Heath. Oh, yeah. You were a little uh, Heath. We came back at Heath. I said something like jokingly said, Heath, change your own name before you um, start submitting for the Clippers. And he um, mm -hmm. he thanked Charlotte on Twitter for having his back. I didn't see it. You're that welcome, way. Heath. I, I think she she was basically neutral. She she with a wink said, "Yeah, Heath needs to change his name." But whatever. No, I fine. didn't. All right, uh, Christian Nielsen, the Hollywood premieres. Did you say that already, Dave? Ooh, I that's a that, good one. Yeah. Doesn't have a little bit of a Soviet flavor though to it. Yeah, premieres? of course. That's okay. great. Okay, we People love like Russia. To LA, so okay, the Soviet <laughs> Gorbachevs. I mean, the LA Gorbachev. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I just thought of one here. What is you it? You know, I was I, the, I was thinking the velvet ropes or something like that. That's too mm -hmm. much of a reach. But who works the velvet rope? It's the oh. bouncers, the Hollywood bouncers. Oh, I thought you were going to say basketball ushers. bounce. Ushers. Do you know that? Like... that? That's what they do. They dribble the ball. Bounces. Oh yeah, the, the Hollywood bouncers. bouncers get out of get out of the club. You know, not bad, not bad. That, not bad. No, that's not not bad. That's good. <laughs> Uh, that's good. Okay. We'll put that for good. Okay, All right. Sorry. It's good. Tyler Lieberman says Hollywood elite. Uh, that might be taken the wrong way. Uh, Chip straight. His name is Chip straight. He said the LA basketball team. That's pretty funny coming from <laughs> Chip straight. Uh, let me read an email from PM Baird. PM Baird is a prime minister. I don't know what this is. He, he reached out to us at the extra points gang at gmail.com and said, dearest gang, firstly, I would like to tell you all that this has quickly become my favorite podcast. Started off a little questionable, but when young Charlotte was added, it really started to sing. As a person who once subscribed to a year of The Athletic, just so I could hear Damashek repeat all the bits he already used on the DF DDFP, I would say this is the best show he's ever been a part of. Wow. Cousin Whoa. Sal is actually funny, too. There you go. Um, <laughs> we did it. Charlotte definitely wrote this email. There's no question. <laughs> now I don't. To solidify my ass kissing, I will tell you that I don't even gamble, but I'm just in it for the goofs. Secondly, I have the answer to most of your unanswerable questions. The Clippers should be called the Valley Girls. I don't know if that's going to work. 
It's the 21st century and we should all put our gender norms in the rear view. Okay. Plus I think the phrase, the Lakers suffered a devastating loss to the girls would be both insulting and empowering at the same time. Wow. As a person born in Salt Lake city, it breaks my heart to tell you Clayton Kershaw is the Carl Malone of baseball. Look it up. And of the people for the people and owned by the people, the green Bay Packers are America's team. Disagree. Disagree. Blue collar, small town and fan owned. Thanks for the show. Loving, lovingly yours. Paul B. All right. Thanks, Paul, Paul B. Paul B. Thank you, my dude. <laughs> Your dude. That's you, Charlotte. You wrote that. Come on. <laughs> I'm off the Paul, Paul B. B bandwagon now. No? Well, I've, I've felt like shots were taken, and guess what? You're right. Same bits. Uh, what do you Listen, I only have like three <laughs> or four of them in my brain. What am I going to yeah. do? It is well, what it is. Let's all listen, deal with it. You're right. The same bit, Paul. You're goddamn right. It's the same bit. Uh, you know what, Dave? I could help you out because I'm, uh turns out, actually funny. So if you want to <laughs> yeah. uh, jazz up these uh, old bits, I could, me being actually funny. Hollywood Bouncers is brand new. It's right. delicious. I want to see a. I want to see a logo. I want to okay. see uh, what it looks like. Hey, just got note that we cost Fanduel nine hundred thousand dollars with our extra points for extra pay parlay. Good job. I keep thinking this is exciting, but now we're approaching three million. And what did we say? We're not stopping till we get to a hundred million, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have a little ways to go. We're plus eleven or twelve units as it is now, and uh, the Fanduel betters are really happy with us. And I won Jen and Jerry's Fanduel contest. Over at waiver wire. Did you know that? I'm not even kidding. I came in first place. I think I get like $250 and uh, I don't know what happened. I think I get ice cream with Jerry's mother or something. I don't know how it works. We're going to have to look into that. Yeah. Jim, did you know that I won that? I know you don't care, but that's pretty, pretty amazing, right? Yeah. I heard last night they mentioned it. What'd they say? I said, I'd come on the podcast. I'll talk about it with them. They're like, no, they said they're going to have you on Thursday. Okay. All right. All right. That's good. All right. This is going to be interesting. Uh, So I won that. We won $900,000 for FanDuel betters. What else do we have to plug, Charlotte? Uh, I mean, you personally. Yeah, yeah, your recaps. The recaps coming out. uh, I had some people seem to like the clips where I just made fun of the Jets last week, so we got more (laughs) of that coming. Um, And going to have a piece on Mookie going up later today. Uh, You can also read the recaps on the Fox Sports app. And uh, you're all you're all my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> the Jets. I think that's going to be that prove week after week. That's going to be a nice little comedy. It's great material. Uh, it is just phenomenal. It's tightening up for the 0 and 16 a team, and now it's just the Jets goes 0 and 16. It's like five six to one odds now. There's only like one game in there, a couple games in there they could win. I get it every week, but God, you watch Flacco and you watch this offense. You're like, how do they score any points? By the way. 0-6 against the spread. Forget about just 0-6. Against the spread. That doesn't happen, Dave. We're a team. Normally, they make the spread big enough, and eventually you'll, by accident, cover 0-6 right now. I'd be surprised on some level if we don't hear, maybe even by the time someone's listening to this right now, I'll seem prescient for saying this, although it's not uh, crystal ball to say that the Jets are going to fire Adam Gase. But mm. a, a lot of people are saying that they want to tank and they want to go over. But if Adam Gase has any dignity, any mm. dignity, isn't the move for him to quit now? Quit, isn't it? Yeah. Shouldn't he quit and be like, I'm not wearing this. Why do I have to? You want to, you're keeping me because you think I will guide us to an O for record? Well, then I'm out, you know? Let Greg Williams ha- handle this mess. And by the way, Charlotte. Oh, he will. Greg, <laughs> Greg Williams Greg will Williams handle that mess. In, 
I mean, there are a lot. I don't know if you had noticed. There are a lot of creeps around in pro sports. Greg Williams, no no matter where he goes, is the (laughs) creep of them all. That's really hard to be able, no matter the circumstance. That's what we like. We like guys you can plug in into any system and they're going to get by. Greg Williams, no matter where you plug him in, he is a creep and he wins the day everywhere he goes. Congrats. Also, he likes to do swears, everybody. He's so funny. (laughs) <laughs> I had to call Greg Williams because I was writing about Jeff Fisher when I did that story and I called him and it was an hour after he'd gotten fired. Oh, no. <laughs> and he answers <laughs> his phone. And I was like, hey, Greg. And he was like, hi. And I was like, how are you? And he was like, oh, you know, fine. And I was like, okay, this is so weird. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why are you making it like he's the weirdo for uh, taking your call now? Why did you? Could who, you... Call, who answers a reporter's <laughs> phone who call? Who calls an hour after? You're not, you weren't asking I didn't. Him. No, no, no. It wasn't, oh. it wasn't that it was an hour after. It, it, it was happening. I wasn't looking at Twitter. Uh, he gets fired. And I called him without knowing that I he'd see. been fired. That's okay. what it was. All right. And uh, I was like, hey, Greg, how are you? He's like, I'm fine. And then I was like looking at Twitter while we were on the phone. I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. What? Excuse my language. I was like, what is? <laughs> no, he likes that. Yeah. No. You left out the part that you were calling him as a reporter at the top of that story, which would which would have made yeah. it even better. It's so like, anybody got Greg Williams number? I just, it seems like an interesting guy. I'd like to get to know him a little <laughs> right. bit. Right, like, yeah. Greg anyway. Williams is uh, is announcing to me that he's been fired. <laughs> like, you almost broke right. the news. Yeah, I almost did, but then people were like, "Greg Williams was fired," and I was like, "Greg Williams, I'm on the phone." <laughs> My Greg Williams. Uh, My Greg Williams. Greg Williams. Greg Gugga. Part of two teams uh, that could, you know, we really made a run at zero and sixteen. Right? Mm-hmm. How does this keep happening? And uh, also told the Saints, according to Steve Smith Senior. Uh, Steve Smith says that he was told by Saints players that Greg Williams uh, told them that if you put St- uh, Steve Smith out of this game, I'll give you money. The bounty thing. Steve oh, Smith sure. yeah, confirmed he did that. that players, yeah. players there is, told there him during NFL the game. There is an film's audio of him. Yeah. What the the thing that Steve Smith uh, told me that that um, elevated uh, elevates it a little bit more is that yeah. he was going to find guys. I, I think I have this right. He was going to find guys who didn't take a run at Steve Smith kind mm. of thing. Oh I think God. he's like, I got I to hit you because if I'm laying off of you, Greg Williams gets mad. Charlotte, you're lucky there's no bounty on your head for your- um, We don't your... know that. Oh, yeah, that's true. I want to asterisk that one so Twitter. Greg Williams doesn't get mad at me and says a swear at me in case he's like, that never <laughs> happened. I think that's what Steve Smith told me. So. Allegedly. Dave, what else you got going on? Well, I would suggest just uh, that you follow me at Damashek and Mm. uh, follow at minus three pod and uh, you'll get an update if you're hearing us before the Monday night games where we uh, like to go live um, for those to give you some halftime right at halftime when the fancy pants are off uh, going to the bathroom. That's when we turn our cameras on and join you on Twitter and otherwise to give you the best uh, second half bets there. So be on the lookout for that. Are you doing both games or just the, the, uh, Cowboys? We, we, we're not, uh, we're not settled on it yet. So, uh, I think you already missed the chiefs. I think the chiefs are in the third quarter. I don't know what's going on. Oh, okay. Right, right. So I guess, uh, so I guess that's been dictated for us. All right. Excellent. Yes. Dave will, uh, you'll watch the first half you go and then you listen to Dave and Jeff and Eddie spaghetti, and they'll tell you how to bet the second half and what to look for. Uh, that's always fun. That check-in is, uh, Done courtesy of FanDuel. Um, what else do I have? I don't know. Nothing going on. Fox Bet Live, 5 p.m. Eastern. We're we're on during the Chiefs Bills game today on FS1. Um, That's fun. Yeah, I guess. Well, no one's really going to watch. 
that imbecile Clay Travis won the week, so he gets to dress in a white jacket and his Titans um, Hawaiian shirt. But what are you going to do? Um, and that's that. Just a reminder to all you out there, even though you may feel like underdogs, you are all my favorites. See you Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs>